You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. This week, I have a quick and dirty tip about the words simple and simplistic. A piece by Ben Yagoda about how to abbreviate the word microphone. And a tidbit about the history of capitalization. Vicki Kay from South Dakota wrote in to note that she often hears designers on HGTV say simplistic instead of simple. As in, the modern room was designed to be sleek and simplistic. She asks, that's not right, is it? No, it's not right. At least, it's not right if they're trying to say something good about the design. Simplistic means that something is oversimplified or lacking something important. For example, if I were to say that affect is a verb and effect is a noun, and I didn't talk about the exceptions, that would be a simplistic explanation. I left out important details, the exceptions. To say the room was designed to be sleek and simple, means their room is clean, unadorned, or not overdone. And that's clearly what the designers mean when they're talking about their work. In this context, simple is the word you want, not simplistic. And that was your quick and dirty tip. Next, I have an excerpt from Ben Yagoda's book, You Need to Read This. The topic, which is dear to my podcasting heart, is how to spell mic, the abbreviation of the word microphone. Ben writes, Some years ago, my daughter Elizabeth Yagoda decided she wanted to be known by a certain first name, Lizzie. If you heard it, you'd probably expect that she spells it L-I-Z-Z-I-E. In fact, she spells it L-I-Z-Y. According to my understanding of traditional English phonics and spelling conventions, this should be pronounced to rhyme with prize he. However, she hasn't encountered any confusion or pushback on her name, which supports my sense that traditional English phonics and spelling conventions are changing. Exhibit B on that point is a word in this sentence published by the New York Times not long ago. The mic has three settings, one for voice, one for music, and one raw enhancement audio. The word I refer to, of course, is mic. I grew up used to the abbreviation for microphone being spelled as well as pronounced Mike, M-I-K-E. To me, M-I-C would come out of people's mouths as Mick. Only a handful of other abbreviations occur or have been presented to me whose pronunciation flouts conventional phonetics. Three of them flout it the same way. 
Reg, short for Reginald. Veg, short for vegetable. And fridge, short for refrigerator. The F-R-I-G spelling was popular in the 1940s and 1950s until it was quite properly supplanted by F-R-I-D-G-E. Zine, Z-I-N-E, short for magazine, would be expected to be pronounced to rhyme with sign, but it can be excused because it follows the spelling and pronunciation of the longer form. Mike, M-I-C, is doubly problematic because English simply doesn't have a robust tradition of words ending in C. Short words, that is, fantastic, antic, ironic, and at least 3,639 others of two or more syllables, most of them adjectives are well established. The list put together by the morewords.com website contains only five one-syllable words, none of which is Mike, M-I-C, and all of which, except chic, which being French doesn't apply to this discussion, all of which rhyme with Mick. One of the remaining four is an abbreviation, PIC, short for picture. Of the rest, the OED defines HIC, H-I-C, as, quote, an imitation of the sound of a hiccup, especially as an interruption in speech of a drunken person, unquote, incites the magazine Punch from 1898. Quote, what's hick Cuba to him, or he hick to Cuba, unquote. Tick can refer to repeated twitching, especially in the face or by extension to an obsessive or reflexive behavior. It too derives from French, especially the name for the facial neuralgia leading to twitching, tic douloureux. The final word, sick, S-I-C, has two main meanings. The first comes from Latin, for so or thus, and refers to a parenthetical insertion indicating that the perceived mistake in a quotation was made by the original speaker or writer. The second, almost always in the imperative mood and followed by him, is a verb inciting or encouraging a dog or animal, or by extension a person, to attack some other creature, or by extension to attack a task or problem. The OED describes it as an Americanism derived from seek. Interestingly, the original citation from 1845 and the majority of them through about 1950, are spelled S-I-C-K. For example, in Light in August from 1932, Faulkner writes, quote, They couldn't run him away if they was to sick them bloodhounds on him, unquote. Sick spelled S-I-C-K. The adoption of the S-I-C spelling has led to the unfortunate present tense form sicked, S-I-C-C-E-D which is weird. There are at least a few proper names not mentioned in the list. Nick, N-I-C, an unaccountably recent popular nickname for Nicholas. Vic. And Bic, B-I-C, a trade name for ballpoint pens. All are Mick rhymers. And note that our mic-rhyming two-wheeled vehicles are bikes, not Bics. Getting back to the issue at hand, the OED acknowledges both abbreviations for microphone. It cites M-I-K-E as being used as early as 1926, while its first M-I-C spotting is from a 1961 show business glossary. As Ben Zimmer's 2010 New York Times column on the subject noted, M-I-C was initially popular among recording engineering types, who would apply to hardware such labels as mic in and mic out, with mic spelled M-I-C. 
Zimmer also provided me with the info cited above on fridge, spelled F-R-I-G. I'd suggest that such labels were primarily meant to be written, not said. Then rap music came on the scene. In another Times column, Zimmer named the 1979 song Rapper's Delight as a landmark, with the line, I'm gonna rock the mic till you can't resist. Rap being so much a spoken thing, I wonder how Zimmer knows how the performers of Rapper's Delight, the Sugar Hill Gang, elected to spell this word. But in any case, Mike, M-I-C, did indeed become associated with rap and then spread wide, leading to such valuable expressions as mic drop, defined on Urban Dictionary as, quote, when a performer or speaker intentionally drops or throws the microphone on the floor after an awesome performance, unquote. Mike's popularity, M-I-C, really picked up in the 1990s, as the Google Ngram viewer suggests. The Engram viewer provides data only until 2008, but the trend suggests that by now, MIC has caught up to MIKE. The key event in mainstream acceptance came in 2010, when the Associated Press, noting that Open Mic Night, MIC, got eight times as many Google hits as Open Mic Night, MIKE, recognized IC as the preferred spelling. However, it retained MIKE for the verb form, as in, she was miked for sound. This is clearly inconsistent, but probably unavoidable, as M-I-C-E-D could not but be pronounced to rhyme with iced. The New York Times first used M-I-C in a 2000 George Vexy column fancifully describing the opening round of the NFL playoffs. Quote, First, give the public eight teams that, by and large, resemble Bill Murray's prototypical cocktail lounge singer, with his shirt open to his navel, crooning erratically into a squawky mic, M-I-C. It subsequently became the Times' preferred form, as witnessed the quote that opened this chapter. I thought I was upset about Mike, M-I-C, until I came upon a webpage put up by the linguist and musician Samuel Baer. In a screed that you can follow over the course of nine years, he covers every inch of the issue and shows what it really means to be peeved. It actually made me calm down a bit. That was an excerpt from Ben Yagoda's book, You Need to Read This, run here with permission from Riverhead Books, copyright Ben Yagoda. And I will add that I always have and always will spell it M-I-C. That's how the ports on my mixer are labeled. Sorry, Ben. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France. Which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules 
only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. To finish the show tonight, I have a few tidbits about the alphabet that you may not have heard before. The modern alphabet we use comes from the Latin alphabet that was used by the Romans. There are a few differences. They didn't distinguish between the letters I and J or between the U, V, and W, for example. But at its core, our alphabet is based on theirs. When that alphabet emerged, it had only capital letters, no lowercase letters at all. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, the Wycliffe Bible was the first document to refer to big letters as capital letters. The names uppercase and lowercase came hundreds of years later and reflected the way print shops were organized. Compositors kept their individual pieces of metal type in boxes called cases. The larger letters, the capitals, were stored in an uppercase, and the smaller letters, along with the type for punctuation and spaces, were stored in a lowercase. And that's why they're called uppercase and lowercase letters. Their names are based on the relative positions of the two boxes, or cases, that are used to store the letters. And that was your tidbit. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find all my articles at quickanddirtytips.com. And if you're looking for a new game to play on your iPhone or iPad, check out Grammar Pop. It lets you match words with their part of speech to pop clouds. That's all. Thanks for listening. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom. And supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. (laughs) Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's next level supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. $0 copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply.